Ishby stood by the beds of his young wards. They'd spent a long day training hard together. At five, the boy was already remarkably adept. He supposed it must be natural for vampires. Still, the girl was no slouch. Only a few years his senior, but doing well for a young girl who didn't receive nearly the constant attention the boy received. They slept soundly. Their parents would be gathered for a fine meal about this time. It was their custom when one couple came to see the other in their royal palaces. Ishby turned and walked out of the room onto the balcony. A bright moon looked down upon Titus tonight. The air was calm and the temperature mild. By all accounts it was perfect. He breathed fresh air into his lungs. Lycans walked in the palace gardens below. He felt content. Everything was going according to plan. Enjoying the night? A voice said behind him in the children's room. He knew that voice. Ishby turned to find Anubis standing between the children's beds. Southrush stalked behind him in the shadows. I told you not to come here. Told me not to come to Tidus? Anubis said, coming out onto the balcony. This is my city, Black. I should be sitting upon its throne at this very moment. That is not part of my plan, Black said coolly. Your plan? I don't care about your plan. I am made to wait for what is rightfully mine, while you play nursemaid to these brats. While you eat fine food and dwell in my palace, I am forced to hide in the shadows. Black did not react. Southrush giggled to himself while Anubis gave their brother a piece of his mind. He felt the same way, he just wasn't bold enough to say it to Black. I'll wait no longer, Anubis continued. Titus will be mine as it should have been years ago. He turned back toward the children, beginning a transformation into the werewolf of his host, Kron. They look tasty, he growled. I'll start with them. His transformation became complete. Anubis lunged for the girl as she lay sleeping soundly. The children had been prevented from hearing their voices by Black's power. Before he could snatch the girl in his jaws, Black landed on the werewolf's back, grabbed his head, and snapped his neck with unbelievable strength. The wolf reverted instantly back to Kron's human body, but there was no life left in him. His neck broken, spinal cord severed, Anubis lost his foothold on mortality. Unseen, he slipped away through the ether as Tartarus drew him back into imprisonment. He screamed, but no one heard. Black dropped the body to the floor, angrily stalking towards Southrush, who still wore the body of Arthur Craven. He came without a word. This made Southrush fear even more. He did not want to lose his mortal life. He did not wish to return to Tartarus at any cost. He turned, leaping away from Black. A gout of flame erupted from the floor at his command, a portal stealing him away from this confrontation before it became too late a confrontation he knew he could not win. Black remained in the bedroom. The darkness revealed the light of power in his eyes. He turned to where Kron's corpse lay. A sudden epiphany struck him. He smiled. Anubis had actually done him a favor. He only had to sound the alarm and reveal to the kings and queens dining below how he had saved their children from this notorious war criminal. Halfway across the room he relented. If it happened to be revealed that Anubis and Southrush were alive, 
It might also lead back to him. He had not been with them in London in this form. What if someone had seen them? As opportune as this incident seemed, it might undo all he had worked toward over the past few years. Black reached down and picked up the body. Despite a beautiful night, when he would have liked to rest and enjoy his surroundings, he had work to do. He couldn't have anyone discovering Kron. He set off in the night to bury the body. The children remained in their beds, blissfully unaware of the danger they had been in only a moment ago.